Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we have started and entered the clay court season. And man, oh man, the dirt is good. (laughs) Yes, dirt is good. Man, Bryce, we've seen a couple tournaments thus far. The ladies were in Charleston about a week or so ago. And then we just finished up the Master Series for the fellas, man. How about the, the, the green and the red stuff, man? How are you liking the clay, brother? Man, you know, well, clay has always been my least favorite surface, you know, as not only a player, but also as a spectator. But it's good to see things, uh, you know, switch up a little bit. And um, I love the fact that some of these people that we have said in the past aren't clay quarters sure aren't playing like they're not clay quarters. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, right? You know, there's some growth in some people's games. So yes, yes, there is, man. That's really good to see. I agree, man. I just I find that this is going to be a pretty fun clay court uh, season because you've got a lot of people who are just hot, just simply, just simply put, they won a lot. So they're on a good hot streak. They're not known for their clay court tennis, but yet and still they're getting good results. So it's going to be really funny and fascinating to see, you know, who continues to show out as we, you know, as we play more tournaments on the, on the dirt, (laughs) if you will. Yes. So, Bryce, we did have a couple tournaments. And, and which would you like? Let's go ahead and start with Charleston, since it was about a week or so ago. Um, okay. The ladies went to Charleston. Of course, the fellas had some 250s, which we'll briefly talk about. But in Charleston, man, we we had a, I mean, talk about a, a wild um, repeat, if you will, um, at least uh, in, in the final. I mean, I know that, uh, what was it, just, uh, not, not Pagula, but um, Belinda Benchich. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they they had a bit of a, a, a war of attrition getting to the final and actually had to play the semis as well as the final on the same day. Right. Um, take us through your thoughts, man, on just that that whole fi- that whole Sunday, if you will. <laughs> well, you know, I and I take it back to a conversation that we were having, I think, on our last show, which was we felt that this tournament with Jessica Pagula as the number one seed, this was an opportunity for her to show up and say, hey, I'm number three in the world. I'm the top American. I'm the top seed here. Let me show you I can come and I can win a tournament. Right. And and and, and to give her a little slack, you know, yeah, it's yeah. never an easy out against Belinda Bencic. Um, and she played a very good match against her, I think it was seven five uh, seven six in the semifinals correct but the truth of the matter is once again she didn't get the job done right right um and on the flip side of things Anz Jabur <laughs> returns <laughs> <laughs> and says watch out let me just get back to where I was at when I left exactly uh, so the good thing about the match that you're talking about, the semifinals between Benchich and Pagula, is I think on the second day they only had, um, when they came back, it weren't they almost like in the tiebreaker already? Yeah, they were in the, they were in the tiebreaker uh, exactly. Tiebreaker. So you know she had what a few points, 
to win. So I don't think that really played into uh, anything for the final for her. Right. Uh, if anything, I would have thought she would have been, you know, more ready to go, more warmed up. Exactly. Because you come out, you play five or six points, you're feeling pretty good. Um, but shout out to Anja Burr. I mean, just, I, you know, I just feel like she is going to be the one in this next group of players. She's going to play that Ash Barty role. She's going to be the one that has that that counter game to all of these ladies with the power. Right. And, um, and I, you know, you never know when you come back from an injury or especially from getting a procedure done, you're never guaranteed to kind of come back and pick up where you left off. But I just want to mention, you know, in her path, you know, she took out that Kalskaya who is, is a, a, a very good player. She took out Kasakina, you know, who we know is very good on clay. And then Bencic was the defending champion. Like you said, we had the repeat of the finals from last year. Mm -hmm. So um, I will give another shout out to Bedosa because, you know, Bedosa been getting stolen for long. So the fact that, you know, she made it to the quarterfinals and, you know, no disrespect in, in losing to Pagula there, uh, that was a good win for her to get that far. And the other person that I want to give just a little bit of, of a shout out to is, you know, I'm still very confused with your girl, uh, um, yeah. Madison Keys. I mean, she made it to the quarterfinals. You know, we hadn't really, I mean, didn't she have a good Australian Open this year? Yeah, she did. Yep. Yep. And, and then, you know, I think we didn't really hear a whole lot from her and, you know, there was a little bit of an injury, yeah, because I was right. listening to the telecast and Lindsay Davenport was kind of reporting on the fact that she had been kind of injured, came down with some sickness. So she's had some weird ailments uh, in 2023, to be very honest with you. And that actually happened again in that Kazakina match, because apparently she she got there was she got there was a sickness or something that happened. Uh, okay. in that match um, because she came out playing really well and then you could noticeably see that there was something that changed kind of in that second set and uh, she she really wasn't playing as engaged or as as much energy as she had had uh, in the previous rounds and yet right. Kazakina ended up getting her in three but um, yeah yeah it's kind of a weird year for Madison um, I, I don't kind of know I'm like you I don't know quite what's going on but I feel like she's still you know, having a really good year, I think that United Cup helped her a lot. Um, and, and, and you know, if she can just kind of get away from some of these little sicknesses and, 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 and slight ailments, I, I, I do feel like things will pick up for her. I, for me, Bryce, I still feel like Madison actually should do extremely well during the grass court season, as short as it may be. Um, to me, I, I, I've always felt like her game is just ideal grass it's that first strike he hits very flat she hits very hard um and if she can get herself in good you know good you know as far as just not good shape because she's in good shape but if she can just kind of stay away from the ailments and everything i do feel like she'll have a great uh grass court season and who's to say she still may have a great clay court season because again to make it you know uh do this well uh in this tournament and go down to kazakina yeah yeah not too bad Right, right. And, and and you know what, Isaac? We saw some people at this tournament we hadn't seen for a while. Uh, Haley Baptiste. 
Yes. Um, yes. I, you know, she's been off for a bit. And so she came in and got a first round win before uh, going out to Madison Keys. Uh, Svetlina, after yes. having a baby. That's got right. Got a wild card. And Jim's. Jim's. Yeah. Yeah. And Putin Sable was like, you're not just going to like roll <laughs> back out here. Like we ain't already been out here. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. Sorry, sis. <laughs> but you know what? It went six, four and a third. So yeah. you, you can't be, you know, mad at that. Exactly. Um, so it was good to see those players back. Absolutely agree with you, bro. And I can't wait to uh, see Svitolina uh, even more because, I mean, she looked great. I think basically what kept her from winning that match was just, again, uh, the rust and the match toughness. I think that mm-hmm. once she gets out there and plays more matches, she she's going to be fighting her way back into that top 20. That's for sure. Right. Now, I am still disappointed a little bit here with Alicia Parks. I mean, we're still waiting to see if she can win a match that's outside um, because we know what she does indoors. Right. We know what she does indoors. Yeah. But I I don't know what she got going on between the wind and the sun. But um, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. uh, she didn't get out of the first round either. Um, But. Like you said, great tournament coming down to a final four of Pagula, Benchich, Kasakina, and Jabur. And like I said, I'm just really proud of Jabur. Uh, yeah. That, that was such a strong – I mean, and especially to turn around that result from last year when she lost to Benchich in the finals. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And she had the hot shot of the tournament pretty much end of yes. the week with the, but the, the tweener and then the slice uh, – Slice passing shot. That was oh, that was sweet. That was that was sweet, man. Sweet. (laughs) She was like, I got tricks. (laughs) (laughs) I I was drawing this up when I was in the hospital bed recovering. Right. Okay. I'm gonna add this to the repertoire. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, man. No, she 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 did the thing, and 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 like you said, man. Kudos to her coming back, getting vengeance, getting a title under her belt. Anshabur is looking strong on the clay, brother. Absolutely. Now, yeah. Isaac, something else that we learned uh, during the tournament. Now, we knew that the owners, the Navarro family of um, the Charleston tournament, had purchased the, the Western and Southern tournament in Cincinnati. But yes. what the new information was for us is that Todd Martin is now the tournament director uh, for Cincinnati. What do you think about that? Man, that it's big stuff, Bryce. That's I mean that's big because Todd Martin has been so you know tightly tied to the International Tennis Hall of Fame. I mean, he was you know his role there has been extensive for the last uh, I I don't even know how many years. It feels like it's probably been ten years. Um, right. So the fact that he is now kind of stepped away from that. Kim Kleisters is now assuming an interim role there. And now he's kind of moving in, into this direction and working with the Navarro family, taking on that tournament director role at the Western and Southern. I, I think it's awesome, man. I think it's awesome. I mean, again, Todd, Todd Martin is one of the stalwarts for American tennis. You know, he was in there as, you know, we always talk about Agassi and Sampras and, and Courier and Chang. But little do we forget, you know, there was Todd Martin and there was Malavia Washington that were kind of yep. hanging out there as well. Um, and those guys did their thing as well. So nice to see that Todd Martin is, you know, stepping into a new role and uh, just looking forward to seeing what he's going to do as tournament director, because we know that the Navarro family is doing big things and they can cons- consistently 
improved uh, that Charleston uh, tournament for the ladies. So it will be yes. interesting to see exactly what they do and what improvements that they bring to the table as it relates to the Western and Southern and Cincy. Because you know, Bryce, you know who will be there. That would be you. Yeah, we will be there for sure. <laughs> Got to go back. Got to go back home, man. Got to go back home. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's right. Uh, so, all right. Well, that was the Charleston tournament. Absolutely. Um, now for the men, we had a Masters series or or Masters one thousand. They, you know, it's hard to keep up with these names. <laughs> uh, the Monte Carlo tournament, and and I just want to start off by saying. You know, none of these clay court tournaments uh, are the same without Mr. Nadal there, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. None are the same without him. We 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 hate that Nadal uh, is uh, still kind of working his way back, and he did actually give an announcement that he wouldn't uh, be playing. Um, I forget what the uh, what the tournament was that he was entered in. I think it might have been this week. Um, but he had to pull out of that. So I don't know if it was Barcelona or not. But regardless, yeah, yeah he still seems to be kind of healing up. And uh, we only want 100 percent Rafa. So, you right. know, Rafa, do whatever it is you need to do in order to come back so that you are the true contender, um, as you always are. Uh, once we get to uh, Roland Garros, i.e. the Nadal Open. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> But you know what? Even without Nadal, this was a fire tournament. Ooh, fire. Yes. I mean, the, the matchups from just even the first round were very good. And of course, a lot of people were focused in on your boy, Novak Djokovic. He was making, you know, his return to playing a tournament that wasn't in the United States. And, um, you know, he came out there and you know, did his well. He got a buy in the first round, but then right. you know, he 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 beat somebody. I don't even know who he were uh, in the second round. But then <laughs> he met up with Lorenzo Busetti. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, know what Busetti said? Looking for that good stuff. Uh, 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 uh. Tighten up on that backstroke. <laughs> that, that's what he said. He said, come get some of this back head. Come get some. That was come good, get right? some. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, he did, man. And you know why he did? Because apparently he came out of the previous round with his countrymen and was like, you look hungry, so we're going to give you some bagels so that you can snack on those while you watch me play Novak. <laughs> there is no reason for anybody to take a double bagel in a Masters 1000 tournament past the first round. Bryce. I'm the, hey, Andy, Andy, Andy Roddick even said that he was like, hell, I, I should go out there and play him then because I can get that score. <laughs> I was like, exactly, Andy, me too. I right. Me too. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, but, you know, uh, Musetti, that was a career win for him, of course. Um, yes, you it know, was. Beating the number one player in the world, one of the big three. Um Oh, yeah. And someone he looks up to, because remember, that was I I think Musetti had to travel someplace. And I think somehow or another, Novak 
gave him a ride on his jet or something jet, like uh-huh. that. So yeah, there was some storyline around that like a, a year or two ago. So no, he definitely looks up to to Novak. So for him to be able to go out there on court and be able to pull an upset like that, that's 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 significant. Very and and after losing the first set. Yeah. Because yeah. normally Djokovic gets that first set from you, he's gonna just roll right on over you. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he he played some solid tennis, man. I I I watched that entire match, and uh, yeah, Musetti was he. You know, he is some he is someone to deal with. Do not play. He's got a great game, and I think he's just one of those that's taking him a little bit more time to figure out all of his variety that he has. Um, mm-hmm. But he's definitely going to be uh, one of the folks that's going to be pushing up there uh, with the other young guys. Uh, you know, apparently his countrymen. Uh, is like you know I'm I'm a little bit further along than you, sir. So I, I, I appreciate that that victory that you that you just uh, <laughs> you just notched. But let me hit, let me hand you some of these hope biscuits and we're gonna right. we gonna walk on. Because <laughs> now you look hungry. Yeah, you look hungry. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and you know, and this was I mean, not saying that Center wasn't gonna win that matchup anyway, but right. um, you know, the hometown matchup, but. You know, that we know that was going to be hard, him coming off of beating Djokovic, probably beating anybody mm-hmm. in that next exactly. round. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, now, if we want to keep the drama going, we oh, just yeah. need to just go a little bit further down that draw. And um, when, who was it? Casper Rude made that crack on Medvedev about seeing him on the uh on the clay mm-hmm. who look good on the clay right now is Daniel Medvedev. <laughs> like we said, bro, do you got these guys out here talking about, ooh, I don't know about my clay. I mean, not that they're talking about it, but Medvedev, of course, historically has not been known for, you know, playing well on clay. And of course, this is not his best surface of all of the surfaces. Right. I tell you what, winning breeds confidence. And that is what Medvedev has been doing all year. The boy been winning. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Sonigo was a good win on clay uh, mm-hmm. and, and in front of the Italian crowd. But that was a strong win against Alexander Zera. It was. It was. And what about the spiciness afterwards? <laughs> we might have you to say that what? for the IG. But there was some you spiciness. Know, <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm. This is one of the reasons why I like Medvedev. Yeah. Beyond what he does on the court, you know, he's a little gangster, right? Right, right. And so the moment Zerv opened up his mouth, <laughs> I knew Medvedev was going to be coming back with something. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, sir. And for the listeners that may not know what we're talking about, um, you know, Zerv accused Medvedev of being an unfair player. Uh, yes. um, different tactics he did during the match, like you, you know, taking the bathroom breaks and and other things. And then when they went to shake hands at the net, ooh, it was a frosty handshake. It was, it was frosty. Yeah. yeah, it was like Wendy's. <laughs> and so what ended up happening is, you know, when he made when Zer made those comments about Medvedev in the press, Medvedev didn't hold back. Mm-hmm. He came back and and really kind of turned the tables and said, like, now you're not wanting to talk. <laughs> <laughs> right. And let's let, let, let's put this out here. Right. 
<laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I was reading an article, and this guy said he thoroughly enjoyed this because, you know, we're coming off a generation where the big three, they were, and, 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 well, we can even say the big four, right? Yeah. Everybody was pretty chummy. I mean, yeah, Djokovic was a stepkid, but, you know, all in all, <laughs> right. everybody was kind of chummy with each other so they could compete and then they could still be hugging and crying and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. But the generations before that, the top player, like, Pete didn't like Andre. Andre didn't like Pete. Macro didn't like Connors. Connors didn't like it. Linda didn't like none of them bitches. You know, just, <laughs> you know. And so now it's kind of like we're having a little, like you said, Isaac, a little spiciness little amongst spiciness. the top players yes. again. And that, to me, that's not a bad thing. I think that no. adds to the game. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that there is uh, there are positives when there is that level of, you know, um, you know, kind of, again, spiciness when there's that spiciness between the players. I think that you will see someone like Alcaraz play like the Federer slash Nadal role. I don't mm-hmm. think that he will be I think he's going to be above it all. Um, right. But but quietly. Yeah. Like I said, center 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 was spicy with Rune. When mm-hmm. uh, you saw that, you saw that handshake. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was looking yep. at Rune like, yeah, I need to see you in the locker room. Sir, because <laughs> I don't like your tactics either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, bro, I, I think it's going to be a really nice kind of spiciness between a lot of the top players. I really agree with you 100 percent there, my man. And you know what? Who I'm a little concerned for, just a little bit, not not okay. a whole bit. Yeah, it's Sissy Pops. Yeah, yeah. Because you know he's starting to take some L's a little more consistently, and and you know, once again, Taylor Fritz is showing that he is trying to really be, you know, up at the top, and he is wearing that that crown of being the top American. Well, to come out mm-hmm. there on clay. For, and wait a minute, first of all, let's step out there and beat Vavrenka. Thank you. Yep. Which was a good win. And that then Lehechka yep. was another good win. And I actually kind of thought he was going to go down to CeCe Paz. Mm-hmm. But shoot, after that whole biscuit in the first <laughs> set, I thought, ooh, I might need to think a little different. I think I might need to think a little different because, you know what? I'm beginning to wonder if Fritz is not going to be like Andy Roddick because remember mm. you had all those talents, you know, in James Blake and in, and, and, and Fish and Ginepri and you had all those guys where you're yep. like, are they going to try and push, you know, for that number one American spot? Andy Roddick was like, I am not having it from any of y'all. <laughs> and I feel... <laughs> I feel like Taylor Fritz might be doing the same thing. I think yeah. he might be like, listen, y'all sitting there underestimating me, but you better you better know you're going to have to come with it if you want this uh, this uh, top American spot yep. uh, on the male side. Um, and, and, and like I said, he is not known for playing well on clay, but to get out there and to beat, like you said, the folks he beat, Vavrinka, Laheshka, and then to take it on Sissipas, and, and played a, a, a really fantastic match against Rublev. I mm-hmm. mean, for him to be able to make it to the semis of a master series on clay, that is an incredible result for Taylor Fritz. Yes, it is. It yeah. is. So, so Michael Russell, whatever you're doing, brother, you keep on doing it with him. How about that? Uh, absolutely. And then you get to the finals. So you have Rublev versus Runa. And yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know which way this was going to, I actually thought Runa was going to win. 
I thought Ru- I thought Rune was going to win as well. I think that his body let him down towards the end because you could tell something physically happened going in, you know, in that in that third set because he was up four one in the third, and then I think it was one of those things where the body started doing something. He didn't know exactly what was going on, and you know how that can just you know that little lapse in focus can can cost you, and it did because Rublev was like, oh wait a minute, I see an opening, and he ran right on through that thing and stole that Master Series from from Holger. But good on Rublev. I was so happy for that young man because he's been known for Mr. 500, Mr. 500, 500 can yep. get it done at the master series thousand level. And for him to finally, finally get one under his belt, I was extremely happy for Andre Rublev. Yeah. And I may be wrong here. So listeners don't come for me if I, this is not right, but <laughs> I, I think I saw that Rublev is the godfather of Daniil's child. Oh, you did? No, you saw it right, because quietly, Krakash asked him about that at one of the interviews at the desk after he had won, and it was too... Rube, uh, now, Rublev, he's like a lot a lot like Bublik and all those other guys who are just out of their mind crazy when you interview them. <laughs> so funny. He was just like, so the pastor was telling me, you got to do this, and you got to make sure they don't do that, and you got to make sure that they don't do that. He looked at he was like, well, shoot, what the, what the real daddy's supposed to do? <laughs> I said that's, that's right. Hilarious. So no, that would that's cool to show that, or you know, for them to show or say that you know he and Medvedev have that level of closeness that right. Medvedev would ask him to be the godfather of his of his new baby. That that's awesome. That really yeah, is. that is that is really good. So 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 let me ask you: with Rublev winning Monte Carlo, uh, do you put him in your contender category now, or do you mean for the French? French? For the French, right. I would say no. <laughs> I like Andre Rublev a lot, folks. Don't get me wrong. I, I really, I like him and I like when he wins and everything, but I still feel that Andre Rublev's game is still a little bit too one-dimensional. I don't mm-hmm. I don't feel like he still has the, the level of feel at the net that I feel like a, a really top, top player and a contender for a Grand Slam should have. Um, it's just the variety that I feel like is missing with him. I just feel like he's Bam Bam. And and I, I don't know, it's hard for me to see Bam Bam being able to win a, a Grand Slam. Yes, you can win a Master Series. Yes, you can win tons of 500s. I just don't know that I see that happening at the at the Master, I mean, at the Grand Slam level. What about you, Bryce? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't I don't think so. And And, and, and another factor that I put in there is the three out of five. Yes. You know, um, could he sneak through here in best of three and make it through? Of course. But, you know, seven matches, best of five um, against some of these guys. I, You know, if he ends up having to go through Aruna, a center, a Medvedev, a Djokovic, you know. Yep. It's, I think it'll be tight on him. I, I absolutely agree with that, brother. One hundred percent. So. So, yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I love Andre Rublev. I'm a big fan of his. But, uh, yeah, it, it's he would have to have a lot of things work in his favor in order to win a Grand Slam at this point, at least. Like I said, if he continues to kind of build and grow his game and keep his mental right. I think that he'll get potentially close to it. But then that's even tough to say, because, again, all the other players are getting better as well. So. Right. Yeah. Now I must admit, were were you not surprised that Struve took out Rude? 
Now, you talked about, you know, who you being concerned about, and you said CeCe Path. I actually thought you were going to say Casper Ruud, because let me be very clear for you, brother. I am concerned about Casper Ruud. <laughs> I, I know he won last week, and that was really nice, because that was a 250, and he should have won that one. But Casper right. Ruud should not be getting stolen on, on clay by Jan Lennart Struth. I mean, and I like Struth. I like his game, big game, big guy. But if you're Casper Ruud and you were – pushing upon being the number one player in the world last fall yeah. and mm-hmm. this is your favorite surface and you getting mm-hmm. stole on by again a resurgent stroof i, I, you I a for me, in the first set I, I, right that's what i'm talking about bro i just I, you can't you can't no i i am very concerned about casper Ruud. i i really am <laughs> <laughs> i mean because you just yeah i mean yeah but in truth bryce i and, and I and I don't mean to be mean and 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 I don't mean this with uh, it's going to probably come across disrespectful, but I don't mean it as such. I okay. feel like Casper has over over achieved, achieved. if that's the right thing, because you mm-hmm. know how we see players and we're like, oh, this person underachieves. And I actually feel like Casper Rude has overachieved the fact that he was number two in the world, pushing to get that number one ranking again with the backhand that he has. <laughs> It, it to me it's a hole. It's 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 much of a weakness as it is for like a CC pass. Um, mm-hmm. But again, he's a great competitor and he's very. His mind is right. His mind is good. He's got a good mind and he knows how to compete. But I just feel like with his game, I I honestly feel like Casper has overachieved in my opinion. When you look at the talent that's out there right now, Alcaraz and Sinner and and even Rune for for that matter, I, I just don't know that I see him staying in that top five long-term. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting because he had an amazing year last year. I mean, making Correct. it to two, two Grand Slam finals. Um, uh, you know, like I said, the only other person that's done that last, that did that last year was Rafa. Right. Um, so he, he's got a lot of points to defend. Um, and I'm not quite sure he's going to be able to defend all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but yeah. I like Casper. We like we like Casper a lot, you know. And I can't wait to see Casper and Rune play another match because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yes. spice. I like that spiciness. Like yeah, it. I'm telling you. <laughs> and I and for those of you that just say, oh, but Casper's so nice. Remember when he said when they told him somebody said he was a pusher. He said, oh, okay, mm-hmm. come out on the court. Let me show you how much I push the ball. <laughs> I'll show you how much I push. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. We we gonna have a confrontation on one of these dude, matches, dude. I'm, and I'm all for it. I am. I am waiting. <laughs> and did you see? So after the NCAA's, um, you know, the basketball tournament, and you had Bayou Barbie getting all that flack for the the smack she talked um and they didn't do that for the other girl um i found it interesting that on tennis channel they were asking the players you know would they be cool if they allowed you know if there was trash talk trash talk right and um and it seems like most of them were kind of down for it and the funny thing was when they asked who they thought on the women's side would be good at it (laughs) they were consistently saying azarenka i know they was like yeah vika would vika throw some shots (laughs) i I guess 
I guess she'd be out there bad like that, huh? <laughs> Why you think her and Serena were girls? Come on, man. Come on. Man. Come on, man. <laughs> Why you think she wore her her hair in cornrows? Come on, man. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, man. Yes, yes. So, like you said, shout out to Rublev. A great win. And Runa just continues to um, impress and and to make his way because he's what like number six now, uh yeah yeah I think in the six. rankings yeah I believe so, so. that's it when you look at these tournaments now it's really about the next gen yes it really is yeah well I mean, Holger Holger even made that point of saying as much <laughs> yeah I mean yeah he was talking about the next big three was him Center and Alcaraz yeah I don't know if I'd say it all that but. Yeah, yeah, he he was a little bit, but you know what? I see Runa as being very much Djokovic esque, if you will. Um, okay. In in, in, the, in the sense of when Roger and Rafa were already sort of out there doing the thing, kind of mm-hmm. modest, not saying too much, but letting their results speak for themselves. It was Djokovic that was kind of out there talking all that big noise, even though he hadn't had the results yet. But that level of confidence was there because he just knew that he had the ability to be able to get to that level and play at that level. I very right. much see Runa as being the, being very similar in that regard. He's putting some bold stuff out there, bro. And but the thing is, I honestly believe that he will be the one to back it up. He, mm-hmm. I, I really believe that he is going to be like my game is that good that yes, I am going to win Grand Slams. And yes, I am going to contend for number one. And I don't doubt it. I really don't. And that's where I say where my concern comes from for CeCe Paz. Right. I think he could potentially be at risk of missing his window. I 100% agree, bro. 100% agree. Because now is the window. Now is the time. If you're going to kind of sneak in there and snatch mm-hmm. you a Grand Slam, and that's why I, I, I feel bad for Casper Ruiz. I feel like he may have missed his opportunity because, mm-hmm. again, if it doesn't happen at this French Open, it's going to be tight on him. I'm telling you, it's going to be tight because because at that point, you know, Carlos Alcaraz is going to get himself right. Right. And there's going to be a couple other people that, yeah, they they will they will know how to handle Casper Ruud on clay. And, so he, he needs to get it together, man. And, you know, give Medvedev a couple more years on clay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know that exactly. Watch out for <laughs> Medvedev at this U.S. Open, bro. Because I'm telling you, if he if he if he is able to keep this level of confidence that he has gained, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm gonna throw something else at you, Isaac. And I know we mentioned this before, but let's not forget how he was clowning on the grass last That's year, but true. he couldn't play. He couldn't but play. He couldn't play. That's right. That's right. I, I was all surprised, like. How Medvedev winning all these matches? On he is really trying to let people know. I mean, he, he even says it himself. You know, he's king on on hard court. Right. But you can't just look past him on no. these other surfaces. No, you cannot. You cannot because Medvedev knows how to adjust. Even though yep. you see him nine thousand feet behind the baseline, he will not play that way on grass because he knows no. that he will have to adjust his game, similar to how Rafa adjusted his game to win yep. Wimbledon. Medvedev knows he can do the exact same thing. Do not sleep on that man's serve and the power that he has in his yes. power strokes. 
Medvedev is not to be played with, folks. I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> he is not. <laughs> you might think he's that, you know, back behind the, you know, defender behind the court. No, Medvedev knows he he can do more than just push and retreat. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. So that was good. So, all right. Now, Isaac, we were also talking before the show about the Billie Jean King Cup. Yes, yes, yes. And although we're not going to run through all these countries that were battling each other, we're just going to focus here at home. Yes. Uh, at the Delray Beach Tennis Center in Delray Beach. <laughs> we had the good old U.S. of A. Uh, playing in Austria. Yes. And um, so, Isaac, what do you think? We had, what, Jessica Pagula, Danielle Collins, mm-hmm. Coco Goff, and Katie McNally. On yes. the, oh, well, Sophia Sophia Kennedy, Kennedy. Yeah. Yep. She, no, she was, you got she, it. She was there. She was there. <laughs> <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't play, but she was there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Isaac? Well, you know what? I, I tell you what, Bryce. And and this is this is the thing because I know I, I you know I stepped out there and was you know kind of on Jess Pagula about you know hey if you don't win this tournament then that's a real cause of concern. But you know what? Jess Pagula is putting in reps right now. And I can't be mad at that because even after losing that semifinal in Charleston uh, against Belinda Benches, she she went and played the Billie Jean King Cup and played, you know, as the top and top singles. And that's the thing that with Jess, I think that we are underestimating is how proud she is to be the top ranked American player, Mm -hmm. not female, not WTA player the top American yep. player. She yep. is ranked higher than Taylor Fritz, folks. She has that ranking. She is the number one. And the fact that, you know, she, she I feel like she's embracing that. And that really is, is, is awesome to see. So while she's putting in a lot of reps, she was like, listen, I'm going to go to this Billie Jean King Cup and I'm going to do exactly what I need to do, which is flex and show that I am the number one <laughs> American. And she did just that. She got in there and she won both of her singles matches. She clinched the tie, you know, in the third game because, of course, Coco won her match in the, the second match they played. So so I'm just very, very, very impressed with Jess Pagula. Like I said, I still want to see her get those numbers up as it relates to actual winning titles. But yeah. right now, she's putting in the work. She's putting in the, the hours. She's stepping up. And to me, she is actually owning the top American ranking that she has. Right. What about and you? What are your thoughts? I, I, I agree with you. Um, I mean, she's staying out there. She's, like you said, getting reps. She's playing consistently. Um, and she's doing what she does. But we will con- excuse me, continue to keep our, our eye on her in the later rounds of these larger tournaments yes because yes that's where we're not you know seeing her get the job done but still very proud of her i mean she's like you said she is the top american and i bet you a couple of years ago nobody thought she'd be the top american exactly exactly and and again i always talk about grass and i was you know mentioning madison keys i actually think jess pagula has a great chance of playing well on the grass because again She's playing with very, very flat ground strokes that are going to slide. They shouldn't bounce up too high. And she's worked on her return of serve, and she's being a lot more aggressive on that shot. So I really look forward to seeing what she's going to do once we hit the grass grass season as well. Right. And then, um, you know, the fans got treated to a rare 
uh, spotting <laughs> these <Rare> days <laughs> of, uh, of, uh, <laughs> of Mikoko. That's right. uh, they came together and played and, and got a win and a dead rubber. Um, now, here's the thing. Here's the question I was going to ask you before the show, Isaac, but I said I'll, I'll wait till the show. Okay. So let's say it came down <laughs> to this doubles match was key to win the tie. Mm-hmm. Would that have been Mikoko or would that have been Jessica and Coco? Yeah, that would have been Jessica and Coco, for sure. And the reason I say that is because they just came off of winning a 1000 series uh, doubles title um, mm-hmm. uh, just a few weeks back. at What was it? Miami, right? Or right. Yeah, what, yeah. And, and mind you, and, and Sinyakova and uh, Krajkova were not in the in there with them. So, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? So as long as they not in the draw. Yeah, you got to You got to put Jess and uh, and Coco forward. So as much as we love Makoko. I just think that, you know, it just it, it makes sense if you're the captain that you're going to put in the ones that have had the strongest results. And that has been just Pagula and Coco. Right, what about right. you? Would you what, what would you have done as a coach? <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely Pagula and Goff. I mean, they've been, you know, they've been doing it. And yeah. that's who you go with. And those are your, your, your top two. Uh, but this was good the way that this played out because Coco didn't play, you know, they canceled her singles match since, right. you know, it didn't matter. And so she was able to go out there and just have fun with her friend. Exactly. And that's what you want to see. You want And I think that's good for, you know, us as 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 fans is to see that they are still friendly. They still are OK with playing with one another and that it wasn't anything, you know, all uh, you know dramatic or anything that caused them to stop playing. It was just the fact that, again, I think Coco's Coco is at a point in her singles career where she's uh, available for tournaments that unfortunately uh, McNally is not. And, and, and let's be clear. Shout out to Katie McNally. Her ranking is now up to number sixty-seven. There you go. Yes. Shout out. So yeah. So she is. You know, because um, we saw her in the uh, main draw of the Charleston tournament. That's so right. some of these tournaments, you know, now she won't have to qualify for. Right. Right. Yeah, that's just a great thing. We always uh, want want the best for Katie McNally. So uh, hopefully she will continue building her singles ranking and, and getting those results. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, and just think... really quickly, Bryce, oh, I was going to just very quickly, because what we didn't do is kind of throw some shout outs to the folks who had won tournaments uh, before actually the, the Monte Carlo, um, the lower, the lower or smaller tournaments. So, you know, we were talking about Casper Rude, but he actually mm-hmm. did win the Estoril title um, against uh, Kecmanovic. So that was a good victory. So uh, shout out to, to Casper for doing that. Uh, Roberto Carbaez Bayena, he uh, took a title um, in the Grand Prix in, in Morocco, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the, the first week of April. So shout out to him and shout out to our boy Tiafo. I mean, yes. yes, it's U.S. clay. Yeah, everybody kind of talks stuff about it. You know, only the U.S. people are involved. But regardless, he went in as the number one seed. And he walked out as the number one seed with the title. <laughs> well, well, he he did what we said we want to see Jessica do. Exactly, exactly. If you were the top seed, you need to go on ahead, get through it, and take home that hardware. And that's exactly what he did. So shout out to Big Foe. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Yes, sir. So yeah, Bryce, we've got a couple more, you know, a couple tournaments uh, uh, queued up this week. 
Um, you know, the guys I think are playing three tournaments. I think the ladies are playing a five. They're playing a five hundred, right? I believe. I believe that's the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's still some 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 great tennis out there, folks. So, um, yeah, stay 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 tuned because the the road to Roland Garros is getting hot. It's popping. Well, and it's interesting because the men have a three hundred. I'm sorry, three hundred. <laughs> what kind of tournament is that? Uh, <laughs> a a five hundred as well. But you know, Djokovic is playing that two fifty. Yeah, and that's isn't that interesting. I guess he saw that uh, you know, Carlos Zacharias was in that five hundred. He was like, I don't know if I want none of him yet. Just yet. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I can't get past Musetti. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I'm gonna try to do with a daggone Alcaraz. Exactly. These young ones are coming too quick. I gotta I gotta pace myself. <laughs> right. But uh yeah, no, it's some good, like you said, there's several tournaments out there and there should be some good tennis this week. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So, so yeah, folks, I mean, that's pretty much what we've got. Bryce, uh, anything additional for the, for the folks out there? Uh, just to let everybody know, thank you everyone that went out and voted for us for yes. best tennis podcast. We did not win. Uh, we were not in the top three. But we were in the top 12. And one of the things that we're very proud about is that this award is a global award. So we're yes. not talking about we, we were top 12 in the United States. Uh, we made the final 12 globally. And we are, are very, very proud of that. And we thank you all for your support and helping us to get there. And who knows, maybe next year we will hold up the trophy. Maybe next year, folks, we're going to keep this train rolling regardless. You know, we're going to keep doing what we do so that that it's nice to be recognized um, and, and, and we appreciate it. And again, like Bryce said, thanks for going out and voting and taking the time to do so. Um, we are going to keep bringing this uh, this this brand of tennis to you in the best way that we can. And uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully the uh, the accolades will will catch up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, well, thank you, everyone for listening we're gonna get ready to go do our after show on ig live so make sure you go out to our ig page and check that out uh when you get a chance but on behalf of the podcast this has been your boy bryce and and this is your boy isaac and we are brothers on tennis everyone stay safe You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.